Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone back with another episode of Mental Health Check-In. I have a special guest with me today. Would you like to introduce yourself to the people? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name is Gabriella. Uh, I live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I'm excited. Yes. Um, thank you again for being a guest on the podcast. Really appreciate you for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. Hey, so let's get into it. I like to ask this question for every time somebody comes on. I'm pretty sure you listened and heard it before, but I would like to ask you, how's your mental health? Yeah, I would say that currently my mental health is is good. It's been better, but it's not at its worst. So I think that it's the thing about mental health, in my opinion, is that it's something you have to always work on. Uh, you can't just fix it and, and be done with it. You have to always be working at it. So, yeah, I would say right now it's in the middle. Yeah, um, I like to ask that question because, like, I say this all the time. I feel like people could be, you ask them how are you, they could say okay, but they could be struggling mentally. So I try to mm -hmm. ask that question to, like, you know, people a lot. Like, um, I was in a drive through a McDonald's one day, and the guy was just sitting there. I said, you okay? He was like, yeah. I was like, how's your mental health, you know? He's like, this is a little down. I said, you know, I was talking to like support groups. So make sure you get a support group with therapy because I could just tense, you know, feel that he wasn't like feeling good. Yeah, I like that because those are two very different questions. How are you? How are you doing? And how's your mental health? Very different. Yes, you get it. You get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's so I feel true. I should, I should do a t-shirt line of how's your mental health? <laughs> you should. <laughs> I love that. You should do that. Yeah, I was thinking about that other day. Don't nobody take my idea. You're in here first. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next question for you, um, mental health, what does that mean to you? You know? Yeah, I think that for me personally, and this is like always a hard question for me to answer. I've talked about yeah. this with before, but I think for me, mental health is about putting yourself first. Um, not letting life and things that happen to us in life that we can't control bring us down. Cause I always say things are going to happen. That is life, but it's about how we react to it. Um, and so it's important to really like focus on that at the end of the day. And so that's what mental health means to me. I think, uh, focusing on how you respond to things and putting yourself first aside from work, uh, things like that, that we can really get caught up in. Um, yeah, I would say that it's many, many things, <laughs> but yeah. those are the main, main it's aspects crazy. of it. It's crazy because mental health didn't mean, uh, I guess I never really looked at mental health. You know, I just thought I was just going through the motions. But I think when I started telling uh, my first event where I started, I had a speaking event about um, child sexual abuse and my events. Um, the organization she has and I was like oh I can see me talking more about this so you know mental health like you know I volunteer with NAMI Bucks County Bucks County and um 
they are facilitate you know different support groups like a black minds matter support group uh yeah grief a grief group anxiety depression a coping skills group which i got to do today and um just peer groups and it's like it's really opened my eyes doing these groups because like i was telling my friends before i was like you know a lot of like before nami I didn't know it was so many different mental health issues, you know, what's big to somebody maybe small, maybe small to me. So like doing these groups and just learning different mental health issues, I'm like, wow, like, thank God I did these groups because I would never have been understanding, you know? So mental health means a lot. It means a lot. It is. And I don't think people realize that too. And so sometimes when I have a conversation with someone about mental health, they may not even realize they're struggling with it. Um, but you know, as someone who does myself, I can see it. And so it's so important that people just, you know, are open to talking about it. There's nothing wrong with having mental health issues. You know, it should be something that like we're comfortable talking about and, uh, open about so that we can, you know, spread awareness and also help people learn too. Yeah. Um, question for you what do you say about stigma you know there's a stigma surrounding mental health you know I know people look, they look down upon it you know they don't understand it so what do you say about stigma around mental health yeah I think the stigma around mental health is probably something that makes people not speak about it but what I say about stigma is that I mean we should try to do away with it in all aspects yeah. just mental health And I think for me personally, um, growing up in my house, there was a huge stigma around mental health. Like we never talked about it. And especially as a young kid, I was struggling with it even more so in school. Um, And it wasn't something that we discussed. And if I did start to open up about my emotions or my feelings with my parents, it was more of like a, you know, you've got it good. So suck it up or you know, you have nothing to be complaining about. You have nothing to be sad about. And so you're constantly just being like, I guess you could say dismissed. Um, And then that makes you feel like those feelings are normal. um, That in itself creates a stigma and they're not normal. You shouldn't feel, you know, that way. Suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts, not normal at all. Um, All of those things, they're not normal. And the more you talk about it too, the better it gets. But yeah, stigma is such a tough thing because I don't know that we'll ever be able to squash it fully. Yeah. There's always going to be people who have that mindset. So it's like really tricky. It's like more like a world peace question. Like how do we create world peace? Um, <laughs> yes. I had the, like we would be golden. <laughs> you know? But um, my next question to you, you know, speaking of like, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, anybody out there that's struggling, that's listening, you know, there is a suicide prevention life life um, call line that you can call. The new number is 988. It's so easy to call. Just dial 988 if you or, you know, someone is, you know, going through any suicide thoughts or ideation. My next question for you is, um, have you ever dealt with any suicidal thoughts or just anybody that you may know? Yeah, I personally have, and I don't, and I don't talk about this often, actually, and I should talk about it more. Um, But again, there's a stigma around it. And so my fear is always that if I share with people, there will be an aspect of judgment that comes along with it. Um, Or maybe, you know, like, uh, they start to treat me differently. And I never want that to be the case. So yeah, I struggled with, um, 
you know, suicidal thoughts. When I was young, mostly it was very bad. Um, I was in, it started when I was in middle school, I would say, and that's a very young age to experience thoughts like that. Um, If you don't have an adult figure that's telling you that they're open to listening, then you just really think that those are normal and you kind of roll with them. They carry on with you through life. So when I was a kid, I experienced really bad bullying in school. Um, It was mostly verbal abuse, but also physical too. I would get beaten up on the bus and go home with a black eye and I would cover it with makeup. And I never told my parents, they had no idea that like I was, you know, experiencing this at school. But in turn, it made me a very fearful child. Uh, And now even as an adult, I I still have like lots of fears and anxieties um, because I never discussed those. So that really made me struggle with, you know, suicidal thoughts when you're a kid and you don't have any friends, you don't have anyone to talk to. You think like, what's the point? But, you know, I do believe now as an adult that suicide is a temporary it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I remember having suicidal thoughts thinking like I was constantly reaching out to people for attention. Looking back, I know that's what it was like when I would be in a bad place and I would think I was about to do something um, to create that permanent solution. I would maybe like, you know, text a friend or call a family member, kind of like put that on them. I wanted that to give me empathy and sympathy. Uh, I wanted that. That would make me feel better. Sometimes I wouldn't always get that though, but I think that, um, yeah, I did for a long time. When I got to high school, I actually dropped out of school and I finished my last three years online. Um, I did virtual school to graduate because I just couldn't handle how mean kids were. And I think that that really like opens the door to a whole other conversation about bullying and um, yeah. a lot of today, if you ask kids, do you have bullying at your school? You'd be so surprised how many kids say that there is no bullying at their school. Yeah. And I can tell you that every school has bullying. Kids are mean and we need to start to like set the tone for what kindness looks like and yes. that it's okay to have the courage to stand up for others when you see something going wrong you don't have to be a follower all the time um yeah it took a that i know your question was simply just (laughs) yeah it's okay (laughs) i I love it it's okay because i love it um i love it i love it like i like how you tie bullying and so you know because like people don't know like you know especially in kids like it was this kid named drake right recently um he um, died by suicide. I'm going to try to use the right term. Died by suicide. He was 13 and he was being bullied. And like, I was in my support group. I had to, I had to call out the workers. Like mentally I wasn't okay. And I was like in there crying. I'm like, that's crazy that kids know that they, they thought processes to do that. You know, it's like, it's, it has to stop, you know, bullying, you know, like protecting our kids, you know, mental health, you know, issues, like just make sure you check on them. You know, schools are not doing that. You know, his school didn't really do nothing. Still bullying him. And it's like, it's, they say zero tolerance, zero tolerance, but is it yeah. really zero tolerance? No, it's not. And I can't even tell you how many times as a kid, I tried to go to the guidance counselor or because I knew that my parents probably weren't going to understand, um, yeah. or I would try to go to like a teacher 
And it would always result in making my problem much worse. Like whether they would go to the, to the kid and, you know, say, Gabby said, yeah. and then I'd get bullied even worse because I, you know, I'm a snitch now. And, and so really you feel very helpless. You get to a point where like you can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Um, and you don't really feel like it's worth it to try to handle it. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a breaking point that is unfortunate to get to, but I would say that once you reach it, it's easy to go back to it, like for the rest of your life. It's yeah. not, it wasn't the last time that I experienced that feeling because I got so close. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's like, like I said, it's an ongoing uh, thing yeah. that we have to work on our mental health. Um, guys, you know, suicide is definitely not the answer. I want to make sure I say that because some like Reese, so I'm a childhood sexual abuse survivor. Two of my cousins molested me, two male cousins molested me as a child. So I'll kind of like sometimes I have regrets where I'm like, I wish I could have took care of that as a child and spoke up, but I didn't. So boom, it follows me into my adulthood. It has me have um trust issues with men, like I have bad trust issues. Um, it's like so bad. Sometimes I can be emotionally abusive to my friends. I don't have that many male friends. I just like, I'm just used to hanging with girls. They get me, they understand me. So it's hard for me. So like up and down, like my suicide level, it'd be up and down, you know, like recently I went to, is Kia behind you? No, he's not. He's okay. a clap. Okay. I went to the beach with, you know, Clarkson's gonna listen to this. I went to the beach with Clarkson and my friend Caleb and like when I'm around men, I just feel like I don't fit in, you know, it's because of the sexual abuse. I just feel like I'm not a part of it. Like what, what, what can we talk about? I just feel uncomfortable. So me and him went to the beach and we invited our friend Caleb and I don't know why I did that, but for some reason I was like, not, I was like in a bad mood. Like I just was turned my chair around, had glasses on all day, just didn't speak. And then the next day, like I felt really, really bad about it. And then like, since then, like my mental health is just, it's like something broken me. So like my suicide levels, the up and down, you know, but I'm honest with people letting them know, hey, I feel like this, you know, I feel like I'm not going to be here. Like I got, you know, like low self-esteem issues, like the wedding, you know, the wedding coming up. I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. I just don't know if I'm going to look right, just dressed up. I just, I don't do that stuff like that. I wasn't grown. Like I grew up and a whole different, you know, lifestyle. Like my grandma raised me and stuff. My dad was in and out of jail. You know, her mom was on drugs and stuff like that. So like a lot of stuff, like I wish I would have took care of as a child. You know, I wish I would have just like spoke up and been in therapy. Cause like, like sometimes, even though it's not the answer, you know, it's a permanent decision. Sometimes like, I feel like people that want to commit suicide is like, they want to, not to die, but just the, they tired of being in pain. I put it like, they tired of being in pain and stuff like that. So. Like, it's like a 50-50, I get it. But then it's like, you know, I lost friends of suicide. Like my friend Dante Austin, he was an openly gay cop in Philly, well respected, was doing so much for the community, proposed to his fiance, the big stage in Penn's Landing. And I thought he was good. He saved me from killing myself. And then when I found out, you know, he died by suicide, it broke my heart. I was never thought, like knowing somebody, die by, I thought I would never know somebody died by suicide. So when he did that, broke my heart. Then recently a friend died by suicide, you know, both with guns, you know, and it broke my heart. And I'm just like, you know, and I was telling folks, I was like, man, that's a quick way to go out. And I never thought of that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that or whatever, but you know, 
I try to get help. You know, I'm starting a new therapist, you know, I'm starting a new therapist, trying to get help and trying to like, you know, I was like, I'm fighting to survive stuff. I do new therapists. He's like, how did you survive? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just still here. Just telling my story and just talking mental health. You know, hopefully I'll be here. He was like, no, we're going to get you together. So guys, suicide is definitely not the answer. You know, um, I know, like, I'm not perfect. You know, Gabby's not perfect. None of us are perfect. You know, we're not mental health professionals. We're just telling you our stories. And, you know, even though I still struggle with suicide to this day, um, suicidal thoughts um, is not the answer. You know, 98 is your um, best friend. If you have to visit namibucksva.org, they have different support groups. It's not to replace therapy. They're not mental health professionals, but it's something that you can do, get in group discussions and talk to people. They also have a warm line. If you go on their website from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily to talk to someone, you could be bored, you could feel lonely. Just call them and chat with them. Ooh, yeah. I didn't, know, people, I didn't know I was going to share that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a resource people should not be afraid to use. Like, that's free. Yeah. And therapy isn't as accessible as it should be. It's expensive. Yeah. and. Sometimes you don't even know where to start your research. So yeah, people should use that. And you said something that really kind of like struck a chord with me as well. I think like when yeah. we experience trauma from people in our past, uh, you know, especially yeah. as childhood too, it's almost yeah. like as an adult, you're trying to accept an apology that you'll never receive. And that is really hard to do. Um, and sometimes I don't even know how you do that. I still haven't figured that out in my, you know, adulthood. I, it's, it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage and also a lot of growth, like from, you know, person individually, uh, to figure out how to kind of forgive someone who will never say their piece or, or share that they feel done wrong. Um, and so that's tricky, but that's in my opinion, the key and so if we can figure out how to do that, then I think that like we open ourselves up to, you know, yeah. a future that has a lot more healing. That's a little bit easier yeah. to get and achieve. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. My next question for you, right? Um, let's talk about fitness and mental health, how that ties in together. Like, what does mental, what does fitness do for your mental health? Oh yeah, I, I am a fitness fanatic and it is not because I, I think I'm like, <laughs> I need to look a certain way or anything like that. Yeah. But when I'm exercising, I'm focusing on the task that I'm doing. Yes. So for me, I think fitness is pretty similar to meditation because that's 45 minutes of my day where I'm not thinking about work or my past or my future or finances or anything that would cause me stress or anxiety. I'm just focused on exercising and also music for me too. Like when I'm working out, I'm yeah. listening to good music. I think music is like another great tool to use to help because music transports us and allows us to kind of like imagine, you know, what we want in life too. And so yeah, for me, fitness is so important. I try to exercise every day and that doesn't mean I'm doing like an intense workout, just any sort of physical yeah. activity that will distract me from what's going on. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Everyone try to get into that. It's so, so <laughs> great. 
if you can. I'm actually gonna try meditation. I'm gonna try meditation. I'm gonna try. I, my friend gave me an air fuse, and like I tried it at work, and I was like, maybe it's the wrong place to try it because I was falling asleep. I was, <laughs> yeah. desk, I was like, oh, wrong place. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely going. Especially it was like four o'clock. I worked. I start work four o'clock in the morning, so it probably was like a bad okay. time. I probably was tired. Yeah, I'm sure you were exhausted. <laughs> That's early. <laughs> Yeah, meditation is awesome too. If you can figure out how to do it, um, it's amazing. It's hard to like kind of quiet your mind that way. Do people but, like sit down and like close their eyes and just listen, like have this stuff on, or is it what different ways to do it? Yeah, I feel like you could. I feel like meditation is totally like you can curate it to your own personal liking. You know, like put yourself okay. in a spot that makes you feel good, whether it's like yeah. on your patio or. In your living room, on the couch, it's comfortable. Laying yeah. down on your back, anything like that. Listening to music, things, or reading a book too. I feel like that could be meditation. I think it just depends on the person, you know. That is true. Reading the book. Um, my next question for you: um, What are some coping skills that you could recommend to somebody listening that's struggling with their mental health? Hmm. Yeah, I would say coping skills. Definitely talking about it. Yeah. Um, oh, for me, it's really easy to sometimes like I'll feel that I'm bombarding my friends, any of my relationships in my life um, with my anxieties, because for me, it really helps to talk about what's going on with me mentally. Yeah. Um, so I do reach a point where I feel like I'm overwhelming the people around me, yeah. maybe venting too much or um, but I think that if you find those people in your life that you can trust and rely on, you know, you can develop that understanding of like respect where um, you can create boundaries. If I'm, (laughs) I have friends like that. If I'm really overdoing it with the venting and the, you know, expressing what's on my mind, they'll let me know so that I know that I can stop. Um, So that helps me so much. Again, exercise, music i play like a few instruments and i think that that's so awesome oh, yeah that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i love music also i think just like um staying busy as well i know that seems like an obvious one but i find that the less i have going on in my life the more my mind takes over and the more depressed and anxious i can get so i really have to keep myself busy um make sure that I feel like I have a purpose too. like a job helps with that. Um, you know, volunteering helps with that. Yeah. I would say those, those things for sure. Yeah. Coping, coping skills guys is a must, you know, I feel like I have a great, I may actually made me a coping skills book with different coping skills. So I need to There's start so many. It. Yeah. I got to, so- I, I made a binder and just start taking yeah. coping skills off the internet and just start putting it in the sleeves. Like I was maybe I need to get sitting on my, um desperate <laughs> used it i need to use it <laughs> um coping skills is a must guys coping skills look different from for anybody you know wherever it may be guys make sure you find that right coping skill and um my next last question for you is what can you tell somebody that's struggling why is it important to put their mental health first Yes, I think it's important to put your mental health first because you only get one body and you only get one mind in this lifetime. And if you don't make that a priority, you, you can reach that point where you, you kind of give up uh, and where like the weight of, of the world and what's going on in your head is too much to handle. 
And so remember that, that like, we only get one life and especially with anxiety as well. Like a lot of stuff just doesn't even matter. I try to remind myself that too. Um, like life is short and things can be so much worse too. So having gratitude, trying to like, remember everything that you're grateful for every day helps do that as well. Um, and also if someone can get therapy, that's the best thing. Yes. Therapy gives you self-awareness. I mean, like, the, and to me, that's key. So if you can get therapy there, everyone should do therapy. Even if you don't feel that you're struggling with mental health issues, you learn so much about yourself and your past and why you are the way you are. It's like the most amazing thing ever. Yes, I loved it. I, that's my favorite line. I'd be like, get to therapy, even though sometimes I run away from it. I run away from it, but therapy is a must, guys. You know, I, like, she, yeah. like she said, you know, even if you don't have mental health problems, when you go to therapists, they can help you find stuff that you didn't even know was wrong, that was bothering yeah, exactly. you. Yeah, it may look like, you know, you're going through something, but you think like it's something small, but it's something real big. And they're there to unlock that stuff for you. Um, that was good. Exactly. So, yeah, so my last ending thing for you like what's next for you what's going on with you you know you know that you are newly engaged to key and congratulations (laughs) thank you yeah what's next for me i am i am newly engaged i'm so excited and i'm just i'm trying to focus on like doing what makes me happy and i was recently laid off like I think maybe it was a month ago now. Um, So for me, currently, I'm trying to find a new job that, you know, prioritizing things that are important to me in a job, not just like taking something because that's what society tells us to do. Like, just take any job. You need to make money. I think that's important, but also like you want to work with good people. Um, Yeah. And then just enjoying my engagement as well. (laughs) Yes, congratulations again. I'm so happy for you. It's crazy. I was telling, um, I told, I think I told you and I think I told Keaton. I also told Clarkson, like, um, I respect mm-hmm. like relationships like, you know, y'all's and, you know, just uh, Clarkson because like y'all been together for so long and y'all didn't let society rush you into, you know, and I think that's dope, you know, I think that's so dope and I respect it and I wish y'all all well wishes, you know. Thank you. I do have to say, like going back to mental health, like yeah. my fiance, Keaton, 100% changed my life. And when I met him, uh-huh. I was I was not in a good place. And, you know, the way that he lives life with his optimistic mindset, he's so positive and kind to everyone, really changed my outlook and changed me as a person. And I feel like we've been together for about seven years now. But ever since I've met him, I've just become a better person because of him. So, yeah. That was so good. I was this gave me something to say though. Guys, like, you know, no matter is it friendships, relationships, whatever it is, make sure the person that you're friends with or relationship, they understand and will support yes. your mental health journey. That is important because some people, not everybody understands it, not everybody gets it, but once you got somebody that understands it and gets it, Boom, yeah. for life. <laughs> People will try to turn a victim into a villain and yeah. you have to recognize who those people are and there's nothing wrong with cutting them out of your life. Sometimes it has to be yes. done. Put yourself yes. first. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on and being a guest on the Thank you so much for having me. It was so awesome chatting with you. Yes.